Hi everyone, this is Fred Clark Alvarez. Welcome to this podcast where I'm gonna share my own personal journey and insights and I'm gonna interview different uh, personalities um, around the fields of psychology, philosophy, shamanism, indigenous medicine, and cosmology, spirituality. Today in this first episode, I'm so happy to bring a dear friend, Pedro Favaron. He's from Peru. Uh, he's a poet, philosopher, filmmaker. Um, I just worked with him in Meraya, this movie. Um, it's a 30 minutes, like a documentary, um, but just with music and images. Uh, very beautiful work that Pedro uh, brought into life and I was lucky to um, participate in this project uh, with the music my first uh, music for for a movie and it was a such a beautiful experience working and exploring the Icaros the medicine songs from the Shipibo Conivo where he belongs and Considering um, the work that we just did last year, I wanted to bring him and, of course, in his perspective and connection with the medicine, the indigenous tradition, um, the Western world fusioning with the indigenous world and into a new um, paradigm, a new consciousness. I really wanted to bring him into this space-time and we will be talking about the awakening journey, the healing part of it, the path of the visionary plants, the ayahuasca, the indigenous medicine and cosmology from the Shipibo Conivo the universe. We will talk about also the Huitico and the Pistaco phenomena. Very interesting um, interview that I had with Pedro. I hope you, you like it, and if you would like to know more about my work, you can check my website, that is in the description, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro, for coming today in this space-time, this interview, conversation together. I'm so pleased to have you here today and explore indigenous world, the visionary plants, um, the, the modern times of uh, what's going on in the world right now that I feel is a very important also subject related with the message of the grandparents and grand grandmothers um, around the world. So first of all, I would like to, if you can give us a short introduction about about you and your work <laughs> thank you very much fred for the invitation for the space for the time and also for your generous friendship my name is pedro favaron i was born in lima i am half argentinian half peruvian uh, i am a, a phd graduate from université de, de montreal in literature and also a master degree graduate from Universidad de Buenos Aires. Uh, 
I am also a poet, I, a writer. And I, I do some experimental cinema too, filmmaking. No? And I am a member uh, um, because of my marriage with a Chipibo artist called Chunun Bencho. She is descendant of traditional healers. So due to that marriage, I am a member of a family by affinity that uh, have practiced um, traditional medicine, traditional healing for a long time, for, for long generations. And her grandfather was called Ranimbima, and he, he was a very wise man. And in some way, we are heritage, we, we have heritage her, his knowledge, his wisdom. So even though we, we, we cannot live like the old ones, like the elders, uh, because we live in this modern world no? with technology, even though we try to uh, keep what we can from that, that knowledge that comes from, from the elders. So we try to do our best to, to walk in a good way, in a, the red path, no? the medicine path, in a good way, and, and try to use uh, like this kind of technologies um, but uh, for remembering and and like sharing mm. the the traditional wisdom with with the world with all people that come to us in a humble way and mm. a respectful way. Beautiful, thank you, Pedro. Um, can 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 you share a little bit about your experience with the visionary plans? Your experience with that that knowledge that tradition yes like um even though uh, i am mostly european descendant but my family have been in the andes area for several generations so we, we like we we brief this earth this earth from the andes we we breathe the soil, no? Because we also breathe the soil with our with our foods, no? Mm. And we um, we share uh, we drink the water that come from the highlands, from mm. the Andinian mountains in this Peruvian desert in the coast. So, but uh, our culture, our Peruvian modern culture. Um, mestizo culture um, have uh, been built um, always looking towards Europe and modernity mm. and we don't take care from our indigenous roots but uh, the indigenous roots and the indigenous wisdom the wisdom from the elders the elders wisdom is the one that show us the way to relate with our territory, with our land in a good way. Because the elders know how to talk with the ocean, how to talk with the sky, how to talk with the sun, how to talk with the plants. Because the elders knew that um, everything in the cosmos 
share intelligence, have a conscience, participate from, from this cosmic conscience, even in a molecular level, even our, our subatomic particles have some kind of conscious mm. that is different from our conscious as human complex. But we are, we all living beings, we are part and we, we, we share in our particular way this universal cosmic conscious. So um, when I was, uh, when I was a, a teenager, I start to, to, to take conscious that um, this is our territory, and, but we are not relating, it, relating to it in a good way. So that's why I start to search uh, for indigenous elders that could help me to feel related to the land. Because I really feel, I felt and I still feel that the origin of the cultural discontent, the, the cultural discontent come from this modern separation uh, of human being from nature. Because in our deep self, we know that we are part of this sacred web of life. And if we don't live in unity with it, and we, if we don't honor our participation in the web of life, we become ill. We turn ill. So I was trying to heal myself, finding a, a, a knowledge that could uh, bring me again back to this uh, link to the sacred web of life. Mm. But at the beginning, it's a difficult process when you come from an urban environment mm. to start to learn how to respect the elders and how to listen to them. That's why I believe we should do it with an empty heart in the sense that um, any new new drop of water can go in, in a, when the bottle is full. Mm. So first we must purify, like get rid of everything that doesn't allow us to respect the elders and uh, live in unity with the rest of living beings. Mm. That's why for me, the, the every healing process must start with purification with what we call in Spanish la purga, no? la purgación, mm. cleaning ourselves mm. and getting empty. And then when we find silence in ourselves, in our heart, in our mind, our mind becomes simple, then the words of the elders mm. can get and touch ourselves. Mm. And that will change us and teach us how to live in unity. We're in, in harmony with the rest of living beings. And in this process, the plants are particularly important because um, the plant is in touch in a very special way with all the primordial elements of life. The plant is in touch with the soil. Mm. The plant is in a very deep way. With the, with the water, with the sky, with the sunlight. So 
the all the knowledge of these of these living beings of these primordial elements all that knowledge is inside the plant so the plant is also a self the plant is a living being the plant have conscience the plant have knowledge the plant have language the plant have intelligence so the the chipibo conivo people my my family they know how to communicate with the plant and they know the initiation process that we must follow with some abstinence to be able to learn from the plant in a very deep way and to listen in our dreams and in our visions um, to the owner of the plant, the, the avatar of the plant, the, the keeper, the spiritual keeper, the spiritual owner of the plant. And we, in our dreams, step by step, no, when, we, when we get rid of this, of our rage, of our violence, of uh, this kind of um, uh, this kind of productive ethic, no, that we think if we don't produce, we are, we are, we, we don't have any value. No? Mm. We are, and when we get rid of this, uh, this accelerate rhythm and we, our heart become in harmony with the plant rhythm and with the earth rhythm, we can start to listen to these spiritual owners and learn their wisdom and, and get their strength mm. to live in a good way in the planet and in an, in an indigenous sense, uh, wisdom, always have a positive repercussion in our social environment. Mm -hmm. Like wisdom is not something selfish. It's always something generous. So we learn also for helping others. Mm. Beautiful, Pedro. Yeah. Personally, for me, um, the journey of plant medicine, visionary plants <clears throat> in the jungle, I felt like, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, this, this cleansing process. I kind of like deprogram um, myself from all the programs from school, you know, society, and then stepping into a realm of like, whoa, this is completely something new and, and understanding, um, you know, the, these messages from the elders and, 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 and the plants and this, as I like to say, that a high technology. <laughs> Is like a technology from the land, nature, the earth, um, holding like a library. Like it's like a like a library that is uh, in, in in the plants and, and in the people that those keepers know, like the Shipibo, Kunibo, and and many others. Um, that really hit me deeply, and and to understand and and trying to be that bridge that I see in you that bridge that you are, not this chakaruna, no? this concept of the chaka, the bridge, in, and the runa, the people. No? We are chakarunas, and I really appreciate your work in, in, in many levels, all that you have been doing and you're still doing. And to get to this point of or bringing or bridging this ancestral knowledge, wisdom, into our modern society. And that, I think that's a, a very powerful thing that, that you are doing, and and has been for me a very powerful thing to uh, to incorporate in my life in, in many ways, you no, know, with my children as well, you no, know, 
and have this sacred way of, you know, interact with the earth, the trees, uh, and at the same time with, 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 with the other people. Um, beautiful. <coughs> and I've noticed in this uh, last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, um, this kind of an explosion of, you know, Western or modern society. You know, like I, I was born in Lima as well, you know, in the city, there was this call, right? This call to like something is kind of off in our society. And then I start to look at the, the Andes and the jungle. It's like, it was kind of like a hidden wall because I didn't get, you know, that uh, information or connection to the indigenous. And, and, and I step away into to discover these things, no? And then I noticed like in the last, yeah, 15 or 20 years in my life, uh, this explosion from people from all over the world coming to Peru and, you know, trying to discover these indigenous ways to learn. And, and, and I found fascinated um, these, but at the same time, I, I started to see like some kind of um, unbalance in, in, in this, you know, um, um, situation. I'm wondering about your perspective of what is this all about? This calling from the Western or the modern world to connect again with indigenous wisdom or you know traditions. I I agree with with you that it's a very complex uh, situation. Um, I recognize that um, a, a a cultural civilization that produce people that are governed by, by selfish and in a competitive state of mind. No? Mm -hmm. That is a culture that is producing illness, ill, Ill people, sickness. Mm -hmm. So, and as I told you before, even though the modern philosophy had created this artificial, separ artificial separation of society from nature in our deep self, in our primordial psychic dynamics, we still need to feel that we are part of unity with the cosmos. So in some sense, it's a very, a very wise thing to do that Western young people are searching for the indigenous elders to find uh, 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 to find alternative ways of living on the earth with more in a in a wiser way and with more in a more beautiful way, mm. in a more respectful respectful way, in harmony with the rest of living beings. The thing is that the Western people, usually most of them, because of the education system, they they don't know ex what means to respect an elder, because in the modern society, the old ones are useless, are considered useless. So um, we don't. We sometimes people are not educated to come in silence and with respect. Mm. 
it's something that we must relearn. Um, and also, uh, I feel that sometimes Western people are mixing, like they have this um, mystic speech, no? Uh, new age speech. Mm. But uh, at the end, what they want is only to have the experience, the psychedelic experience. Mm the psychotropic experience with the ayahuasca or other plants, San Pedro, mushrooms, etc., cetera, uh, peyote, no, whatever. Um, so, uh, and for, for at least for my family, from my, for my Chipibo family, for my grandfather, Ranin Bima, when he drink ayahuasca, he was not drinking ayahuasca for the visions. The visions, uh, what, like what he he drank the ayahuasca to have visions of his patients mm. so he can make a proper diagnosis of the disease and also to connect to the spirit world for being able to 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 chant the medicinal chanting no the medicinal de icaros no mm. the bewa in Chipi was called Bewa. Mm -hmm. So he was healing uh, his patients with his voice. Mm -hmm. So he he usually didn't give didn't didn't give ayahuasca to his patient. He was the one uh, drinking as a wise man, prepared for drinking the ayahuasca. So what heals is the chanting. But now with this neo neo shamanic uh, movement, now the ayahuasca is the center, and people are worried mostly, or are interested mostly, for this experience of what ayahuasca do to their brains, <laughs> mm. to their perce perception. Like there are several movies talking about this demand that come from the U.S. or from Europe, and mm. his experience in 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 his mind. Uh, with the ayahuasca, no? And that could be could even be described in, in a materialistic sense as the the electrochemical reactions of a brain in touch with a substance. But we are not listening to the elders. Mm. And in Peru, because of economic needs, the traditional practice are are changing because uh, the the what they call shamans, we don't use this word in, in our family, but what people call shamans, uh, they need the money. So they are giving a product to, that satisfies the client expectations. Mm. So I, I, I agree that tradition is not something fixed. Tradition must change. And the ancestral knowledge is flexible enough to give answers to our contemporary needs, mm. to our needs in the modern world. Mm. I really believe so. And most of my philosophical work is oriented in that sense. The problem is when the traditional healing practice start to change under an economical system that subordinate mm. the traditional healers to the clients that come from other countries. So that's the, the, the difficult aspect of what we are living in these days. Interesting, Pedro. Yeah. 
It's like two completely different worlds coming together. And in that um, fusion, sometimes I feel creates confusion. <laughs> and we can get, you know, uh, confused. It's like, oh, you know, the indigenous people used to live in, you know, Aini, Minka, you know, like I go and build your house together. And, you know, I have this product and, you know, exchanging things and um, this very, re re you know, the Aini, this concept of, from the Andes, not this reciprocity, this sacred reciprocity and, and coming together. And then this modern world that is, is not about reciprocity, it's about just extracting and, as you say, the product, a service, and this is the, how much it is. And so um, I, I felt in my experience as well, like, oh, that's kind of sad to see the indigenous people getting confused in this fusion of the worlds and trying to do their best to adapt into these new needs or new, you know, paradigm of, you know, being wealth, healthy or whatever. And then I've, been, I've noticed like, oh, this is actually <clears throat> um, making them sick as well and kind of like forgetting you know, their roots and, you know, their traditions. And <clears throat> and I, you know, in this process of these two worlds coming together, I I, I, I came with this um, concept that I found out in the Native American tradition, the Huetico or Windigo. There's different names for that phenomena. They, they explain that the Huetico, it's kind of like this uh, spirit that took over humans and they they have this unsatisfied hunger of eating and extracting more and eating more and they want to be, get bigger bigger and destroying everything and just like you know it's a some sort of a cannibalism eating itself and i was with this um you know reflection of that in what's going on in the world right now and it's like mm, for me it makes sense i i, I try to to understand why this, you know, psychology, what is this all about? Do you have any thoughts about it? Yes, lots of thoughts about it. <laughs> First, um, I, I must say, like, as I told you before, I am in, in, in a big part Mediterranean descendant. So I also recognize that we cannot uh, think in the West Western world as a homogeneous block. I agree that the hegemonic Western modern culture is really sick, but there are other traditions in the Western world that are not so sick, that could also show us another way of relating with science, with nature, that could be much, much more respectful with the indigenous knowledge. For example, Roma, the romantic German poets, for example. They, they, they have a, an approach to territory, to nature, that is not completely similar to indigenous thought, but it's much more closer than the, the more like em, em, empiristic, positivistic, uh, modern way of thinking. No? So I, I feel that it's important to make this, um, uh, that to, to understand that uh, West, Western culture is, is, is not a single thing. No? Because sometimes we, we get too polarized too. Mm -hmm. Like we start to believe in everything in indigenous culture is 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 
is very is very good and everything in, in Western culture is, is wrong. Mm. And things are much more, they are not so, they are gray areas too. Mm. That's one important thing. The other very important thing is what you, you talk about, the, the Wetiko civilization that we are living, that uh, even, 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 even indigenous nations because of the education colonialistic process, they are also sometimes part of this, of this is the Wetiko way of, of living and thinking. I, I, I know some indigenous leaders, they are, they, they are, they are, they, they had been born in, in native communities, but they don't behave anymore as the elders mm. taught us, no? And in the other hand, I know also people that came from, come from Western cultures, but they are really connect with their own heart and with their own territory. Uh, so, but, but, what is, what is true is that I have seen lots of people that come from to native, to native uh, communities in, in Peru, in the Amazon rainforest, uh, that they come searching for plants, but they, they have with them the Huetico ghost. ghost. Mm -hmm. And they are they are extractivists, and they are very close to what we call pistacos. Mm. In, in the in the like most people, indigenous people in the Amazon rainforest and in the Andes, they talk about pistacos, that are these um, spirits that are um, that with but with a body. Eh? They are a spirit, but inside a body, they are described as very tall and blonde and very white, mm. almost as from very like Scandinavians, mm. no? like the, what we, the, the, the phenotype, the, the, like the, the phenotype that we imagine of being Scandinavians. No? Uh, and, and apparently the, these pistacos, they have a very high, high technology, mm. no, high tech, no? And they, they, people talk about uh, uh, star, starships, no, with a lot of lights, like um, UFOs, no, with with lot of lights that come and they search for for human grease, hmm. and they want to extract the human grease, and we don't know exactly why they want this grease, and. Uh, most scholars think about that study in, in the Amazon rainforest. They think the pistaco as a metaphor of the of the conqueror, mm -hmm. of the colonialism. Mm -hmm. And I also thought that was that way or a metaphor, no? And I didn't be, I didn't believe in them as as real beings. And my wife was always talking to me about pistacos, <laughs> and I didn't believe her. It was my wife, but even though I didn't believe her, <laughs> until I saw the pistaco, no? Hmm. And I was uh, in in a, in a ceremony with my aunt and with my father-in-law. Uh, we we took uh, some plants, and in the middle of the night, I start to see a very uh, a huge light over us that mm. was attacking our ceremony. Mm. And they were the pitch tacos, no? Mm. And we fought against them with our shanting. 
<laughs> no. To protect ourselves from the pistacos. So it was a very like it was a a, a, a big a big fight that night, no? Mm. With we we must put all our faith in our chanting to be able to survive to that night. Mm. And two nights after that, I, I dreamed that I was in a in a in a ayahuasca ritual as the shamanic ritual as the ones of the new 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 age neo shamanism rituals, and there were people from everywhere. And these people. Uh, mostly Western people, they were taking plants and they were taking, but all kinds of plants. They were taking mushrooms, San Pedro, peyote, ayahuasca, LSD, even LSD, and, you know, the sapo, the cambo, everything mm. at the same time. And I saw what I realized in my, in my dream is that in that way, they were losing fractions of their soul because they were getting ill by the plants. But they were not only punished by the spirit of the plant, they arrived to another level because it was so much, they were so much ill of taking in a random way so much plants and, and substances that fractions of their plants were taken away by the pistacos in their, in their starship. Hmm. So they are trapped, they are trapped, but by evil forces that are not from the earth, hmm. they are from another dimension. Hmm. Fascinating, Pedros. Thank you. I personally, I had a a journey with the medicine back in two thousand four, no, two thousand three, and the medicine took me out of my body, and I went out of the earth, and I saw these beings. They were they were kind of like shadows, and they were controlling this some sort of um, technology to infiltrate into humanity and, and put basically fear through the dream time and many other things. And, and that was a very intense experience. Then I see these other beings um, kind of, um, it was kind of like a congress or some sort of um, elite. That they were not only affecting the earth, they were affecting other planets. It was a very wild experience, but I, I felt as well that they were part of this, you know, Huetico or this some sort of, um, you know, I infection in humanity. And then um, in, that, in, in that moment, I, I saw also like a, some sort of light coming from somewhere in the universe, hitting the earth and these this different other you know, planets and, and beings. And I got a sense of um, an expansion of compassion and, and, and even understanding of these beings doing what they are doing. And, and I've been, you know, kind of uh, integrating this, this vision. And I was like, so what, what's the role of the pistaco? What's the role of, of the huetico? And and I notice also in you know uh, Christian cosmology as well or the the, um, the Middle East the Sufi they talk about the yings like these hungry ghosts mm -hmm. as well that the Buddhist also the hungry ghost I, I remember the name but it's it's all over and and I saw them you know like as, as beings that they are not from here so um, in my personal process today with this all coronavirus situation, 
I was trying to, you know, matching, you know, all these dots <laughs> in my experience so far. And it was like, it seems that this, there's some sort of um, interconnection with all of these. And I was in my process of like, okay, so what is this phenomena trying to show us or to teach us, right? The evil spirit, in a way, comes. And as I saw it once, you know, it wanted to eat me. No, and it came in a form of a Buddha, but he was an evil Buddha in, in one journey. He was like an evil with long teeth and crazy colors and wanted to eat me. And in a moment, I felt this strong voice within me saying, like, if you're trying to scare me, you are not, you're not doing it. And in that moment, the Buddha, the evil Buddha exploded and became this peaceful, white, gentle Buddha in, in such a peace from within. So... Sometimes I think that this situation that we are living right now, it's a way to kind of embrace this, you know, archetype of a warrior of standing up. It's they kind of like testing us some way. Is is that something that you uh, feel in that same way? What what's yeah. for you that 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 role of of this pistaco, this this wetiko, or this energy? The exact role, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have any clue about it. But uh, it is for sure that they are spirits or beings that they have get apart from the will of the great spirit, from his light. And they have tried to affirm their own individuality apart from the unity. So they are agents dispersion hmm? that's for sure and uh, and we the like the the elders our elders the healers uh, they were spiritual warriors there is no doubt about that like um, <laughs> sometimes when people come and drink uh, and drink ayahuasca they have these great revelations, no? and they everyone is, start to speak about love, and but sometimes uh, they they don't keep it every day. No? They are still jealous. They are still with rage. In an indigenous sense, at least in my family, people don't talk so much about love. We 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 love, but we don't talk so much about these great revelations, because when when our elders take ayahuasca, uh, they are not having these um, auto-reflections in a psychological sense. They take ayahuasca for fight, for being in war, being mm. in war against disease, mm. being in war against witchcraft, and being in war against the evil spirits, mm. the yushin, no? Yushin. Mm. We are always they are always talking about yushin that are that are demons. Hmm. So the the first the first songs in, in a in a ayahuasca session, working session, for me it's not a ritual, it's a working session. The first songs open the connection with the spirit world. So we we sing, no? Anima 
So we connect and we open the, the, the spirit world, the beautiful world, the great world that is a world of light of vibrate in a, that vibrate in a very high frequency. Hmm. Uh, and then we when we open our plants, our diets, our connection with the with the with the medicinal spirit, the, like the owners of the medicinal world, with the spiritual owners, with the Incas, with the Chaikonivas, with the Chaikonivas spirits. When we connect with them, then we start to clean and we start to fight. Mm. So ayahuasca is for fighting, mm. but without rage, mm. with peace in our heart. So we start to fight against disease and against uh, witchcraft and against uh, uh, chitana no? and against the, these evil spirits. So we cover ourselves with uh, a spiritual... Um, protection, shield, panati in Chipibo, no? Hmm. So we start to say, este, no kun kushi panati, kushi panati avano. And we start to call our, our, our protectors, like for example, the black jaguar, no? Hmm. Uh, but uh, the black jaguar is, is also dangerous. Hmm. Because the black jaguar is a wild spirit that come from the from the from the rainforest, and the black jaguar eat uh, flesh, raw flesh, hmm. no, and blood. So we can we must control him with our strong thoughts. We cannot be controlled by it. Hmm. If we have rage in our heart, we are going to be controlled by the jaguar, and we are going to become a sorcerer no we are going to start to do witchcraft black magic mm. so we must control it with our love with our inner peace mm. and with our strong thought so it's also only for fighting against witchcraft but not for killing the mm. other mm. it's only for protecting us and our patients and our family and then we start to clean the body so it's really a fighting, no? It's really fighting against the disease. And we like we know that in this time of this pandemic time, people had get scared, but they are also jealous. They are also with rage and they are getting they are start lot of people that are practicing in the rainforest are starting to get packed with evil forces hmm. because they are searching for fame, they are searching for mm. money, they are searching for glory. And in the past, it was not like that. Mm. They, if you have um, selfish desires and you start to learn from the plants, you are only going to learn the bad things of the, plant, of the plants. Our motivation must, if we want to learn, must all, always need to be gen a generous motivation for service, for the service of others. Mm. No, so we sacrifice ourselves not to get like powerful people, you know, like the big maestro, powerful that have nonsense. <laughs> we sacrifice ourselves for the good of others. Mm -hmm. So, in that sense, 
is very close to Christianity mm. because in Christ Christian thoughts tell us that Jesus Christ gave his life for all of us. Mm. So in the same way, in a different cultural context, the healer gave his life for the sake of the others. So any other motivation will take us to a way that is not medicine, that is black magic. So we must not follow that path. Beautiful, Pedro. I totally resonate with that. Uh, yeah, I never seen that uh, image of Jesus or that image, right? That scene of giving his life to serve to others, to to show them, no, the 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 path, right? And and giving his life, no, to to help others to realize a wider understanding. And yeah, I, I, I think probably that's a shamanic, you know, dead, probably, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> an interesting thing is that the, you know, our, my fellows, brothers and sisters, they, you know, crucified me, right? But even with that, I know that I can transcend, you know, this body and it's okay. <laughs> In a way, it's just like, okay. And, you know, yeah, go through that, um, journey that you know um, um process uh that's fascinating and and that's uh, something that i really liked what you just said no about this um you know like the, the, the ayahuasca is training us you no know, to um like you know i i like a lot you know this archetype this the warrior um embodiment you know of like how You know, I felt that ayahuasca and many visionary plants, what they were teaching, it was, you know, how to be, you know, the heart of the warrior. It's kind of like and embracing from that place any other interference or, you know, um, attack or whatever. But in that sense, if you are completely grounded, knowing your heart, being open and, and trust as I like to say to great spirit, not trust in, you know, the divine, um, there's nothing that can, you know, uh, affect us in some way, but there is a work to get there. <laughs> And probably it's going to take, you know, all our lives to be in that place. And so, yeah, I, I would like to ask you, you know, like, um, kind of, to close because I think we are very close to our and um, any thought or you know um, reflection to people right now nowadays in these times that we are living that it seems like so much confusion there is so much despair and like you were saying you no know, people just like signing these contracts to these you know forces to just like okay I, to adapt myself into this new, some sort of paradigm or reality. And do you have any message or insight or reflection to people right now? Yes. Um, we, are, we are in a war for our conscience. No? Like strong forces are in war in our own minds, trying to... to to take our conscience with them. So if we are dominated by fear, 
the path that we are going to follow, searching for security, um, will apart us mm. from the way of the light, mm. the way of creator, of the great spirit. Mm. Because fear comes from a lack of faith and a lack of knowledge of our own condition of immortal beings. Mm. So the transhumanistic project <laughs> want to promise us that we are going to be immortal with technology, mm. that we are going to develop our conscience with technology, yeah. and that we are going to be eternal in an eternal happy happy mute with, due to technology. Mm. But if we study the wisdom of the elders of different cultures, Buddhists, even in some way Christianism and our indigenous elders knowledge, we know that conscience will not expand by uh, an, a technological input, no? It will expand with our own conscient sacrifice. Hmm. And the only, the only thing that gives sense to this conscience expansion is generosity and love for others, hmm. compassion. Without compassion, all our knowledge is nothing. Then, if we want to avoid suffering, we don't need to take pills like Prozac. <laughs> we need to start uh, getting free of our selfish patterns and also practice generosity. Because as Buddha told us, our selfish chaotic desires bring us more suffering. Mm. So if, one, if we want to live in a complete way, we have to have good social relationship, like good friends, our, our family, our relative, and also our relative, no, not human relative, no? The plants, the air, the sun. So if we have good cosmic relations that start with our home, the way we raise our kids, the way we talk with our partner, then it starts. So we cannot talk about healing only with, because we, we have big mystic revelations when we take ayahuasca, but we don't know how to live in our daily life and being a positive member of society. Hmm. And the, the, the mortality will not be earned selling our soul to the devil as Fausto, as Fausto from Goethe, no? from Goethe, or with um, technology as this guy Harari from the world Homo Deus promises. We must know that even though we are going to die, we participate from this cosmic brief, from this great mystery of the great spirit. Mm. We are part of it. So we must die for being immortal. 
for knowing that we are part of in eternal uh, of this eternal flow of life of this eternal conscience so if we get rid of all our bad habits like in our diet what we eat what we think what we we see and we get closer to territories and with plants and we become in harmony with this cosmic flow we are going to discover that we are immortal and we are going to lose our our uh, fear to that produce death to us mm. if we liberate from that fear that mm. fundamental fear and we accept that we are going to die but even though in the deep of our heart in the deep of ourselves there is there is um a, a light particle that come from the beginning of the cosmos that come from the creator that and that we are part of it and that everything in creation participate from this eternal flow we are going to lose fear and we are not going to be controlled by those powers that what want to manipulate our mm. mind beautiful so for living good in our daily life we need this contact with the spirit mm -hmm. because it's only from the spirit world from where we get the 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 strength and the wisdom that we need for living in a good way mm -hmm. we cannot live only in this materialistic sense mm -hmm. we need mm -hmm. something else and recognizing that mm -hmm. we need something else is being humble and being humble humility is the key that opens every door Thank you, Pedro. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, humbleness, being kind, humbleness, such a powerful thing. I've been, yeah, contemplating a lot that and, and the strength with the spirit, with the great spirit, knowing some way that we are in a, this unknown, great mystery reality, but as you mentioned, I read those words really hit me, you know, like we are going to die. But knowing that what we are, you know, doing today, right now, um, uh, it's going to uh, affect um, not just re material reality, but it's the, the spirit reality as well. And knowing that we are actually, you know, eternal beings. Uh, from from that sense and perspective and that's a that's a very powerful thing and thank you thank you i think that working with that fear that's what took us into this situation right now with this some sort of pandemic you know this you know shift of consciousness and we're facing probably this is a great opportunity to face those fears and like okay what i'm gonna do is facing this you know monster this evil thing and it's like okay how am i gonna face you with fear or with compassion and understanding and like i'm strong here i know who i am or maybe you are allowing me to see my light my strength right instead of ah freaking out and you know write contracts with with the with the fear right and then we get caught up in the same vortex that we have been for so long so thank you pedro for your words and 
your work that you are doing. I'm so looking forward to have you here again and discuss these different topics around, you know, psychology, spirituality, indigenous med medicine and, and cosmology. And yeah, I'm so looking forward to have you here again. And um, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for the space, Fred. And I hope that um, it's useful for some of the people that are going to watch this interview. Because I really, I really feel that the only thing that worth in life is what we do for others. Mm. And if if I make some mistakes when I talk, if I talk something that is wrong, that comes from my ego. But if I said something that is useful, something that is good for society, that doesn't come from me. That comes from the great spirit. My errors are mine. <laughs> But the good things I do are not mine. <laughs> They come from the great spirit. <laughs> beautiful, Pedro. Thank you so much. Thank Have you a beautiful friend. day. You Take too. care.